This is a new episode. We were off last week because of the holiday. And I actually did change the title of the podcast to Writing Fiction with the editors of Bookworms Horror Zine. How's that? Okay. That's good. Yeah. It's not the whole title. It's just called Writing Fiction. But when people are searching for podcasts, they might not know what Bookworms is yet. Right. So I thought we'd just kind of flip it. Uh, And so it's... If you see the uh, artwork, it just says writing fiction. And then underneath it, it says from the editors of Bookworms Horror Zine. And how many issues of number three do we have left? Is it less than 10? Yes, it is less less than 10. Wow. I think it was nine. We have nine left. We're going to sell out of number three. So if you, you haven't gotten it yet, definitely check out the Etsy link in the show notes, definitely. which will be the second issue we sold out. We still have... Uh, Plenty of issue number two. Yep. So definitely get that before that sells out. And then issue, and issue four. Two, yeah, will be out in February. early January. Oh, oh January. I think. Yeah, what did you think? February. <laughs> no, it's Jan- uh, late January, I think. Okay, yeah. I don't it, know, we got a little work to do. Yeah, so the s- issue four will be all about love and Valentine's Day and romance in the horror genre. Right. But, you know, a more, a darker spin on, on love. Yeah. So this episode, Regina and I are going to talk about clowns in the horror world. And specifically, we're doing this because this Friday, December 1st, Regina's book, Carney, will be available. Can you talk about that? Yes. Uh, Carney is a horror novel uh, for adults, and it's coming out on December 1st in print and ebook on Amazon. And I may go uh, release it on other platforms, but yeah, it's coming out. This is about, uh, this is a, the last, my first novel in about a year that I, a full length novel that I put out. And it's a, uh, it's a carnival horror theme novel about a journalist who starts to explore what uh, bizarre happenings at a, at the site of an old carnival wreckage, which would be uh, Burlington Island, New Jersey. So there are some historical accuracies in the book that I explored, but it's not a historical novel. I want to make that point because uh, most of it is all in my from my imagination. But I did use the real Burlington Island uh, which is which I can see from my house if, I, if I'm up on the third floor of my house. And um, it's just kind of been on my mind because every day I walk and I every day I, I, I look at that island and I know about its history. And so I use that as a springboard for this novel. And, and the journalist is pulled into this mystery and he kind of becomes infatuated. Well, he does come, become infatuated with a young woman who is obsessed with this Carney character, who is the mascot of the carnival, kind of like Tilly at in Coney Island. Mm-hmm. Tilly was a uh, that big grinning character. Tilly was definitely an inspiration, as were a few others. And he gets pulled into this mystery, and he's just looking for a good story and maybe to get laid because he's kind of a that kind of guy. And like every guy. Well, I don't know. You I don't know what me. that kind of guy, <laughs> like, you know, I think every well, he's guy. Not a, he's kind of like a guy who's um, 
always thinking with the little head. Okay. Okay. And, uh, he gets pulled into this mystery and this girl and, but this girl and her friends are actually trying to raise this supernatural being into the material world. So it's a, it's definitely a horror fantasy, a bit of a psychological horror and uh, it's a bit racy. This Mm -hmm. one. Okay. So some people might, it's not erotica, but some people might want to know that going in. Now, we're talking about clowns. Why? Mm -hmm. Why are we talking about clowns? I'm not not following you. Why are we talking about clowns? Well, isn't there a clown in this story? Yes. Yes. I said he's he's the the mascot. He's a clown. Okay. I'm sorry. I I don't think you said he was a clown. Uh, Is Tilly a clown? Uh, Tilly. I never thought Tilly as a clown. Well, Tilly is kind of like, uh, to me, he's like a clown figure, but... I was so I was always as a kid haunted by Tilly's grin that yeah. I used the grin on my character Carney. Yeah, so Carney is a clown. Sorry if I didn't mention that. Yeah, that's important. He is a cl- a, a ball juggling clown, and you might remember this. Another thing I pulled for the book, something uh, that you might remember is the um, Dorney Park clown. Yeah, that was from yeah from the commercials. Did you go to Dorney Park? Where they have the clown before it burned down. I don't that remember. Dorney Park there is was, no longer around. No, Dorney Park's well, still around. It is, but there was a sign, a big sign with the clown, and the clown had a name, and now I forget. Oh. Juggling balls. And oh, I like thought a, you were saying that was his name, juggling balls. <laughs> that would be a good name. <laughs> uh, he's juggling balls. And when I was a kid, there was something very like creepy about that clown. So I, I brought that into the story as well. So yeah, it I, I used a lot of different clowns um, as as an inspiration. Yeah. So clowns. as a as a writer, how did you feel you were going to stay fresh with the idea of a scary clown in your story? Like, what was it that you tried to avoid or you tried to incorporate? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, well, staying fresh because maybe it's it's a trope that has been maybe not done to death, but has been done. Of course, Stephen King's uh, Pennywise comes to mind. I just used the clown uh, character, Carney, as my protagonist's shadow. Like he starts mm. to, uh, no, I don't want to get too deep about Jungian psychology or something, because the book is very, I, I, you know, I was just talking about this in my latest video that I recorded yesterday. Like, um, it's, it's definitely a drive-in movie type of story, but... Um, if I could get a little deep, it's it's the Jungian psychological idea that we all have a shadow side of us that is uh, the parts of us that we like to keep hidden because maybe we're ashamed or we're that we're not conscious of the shadow. It's like some people might call it the you know the Mister Hyde character or the dark side. I mean, this is not you know this has been uh, explored, of course, in literature, but Carney is kind of the spoken id of my my character and the more carney becomes uh through these different things that happen in the story the more carney becomes materialized he becomes a stronger voice inside my protagonist's head very cool i I mean i think that that approach might be a little unique and another inspiration is uh, a movie that i love and the, the book is good too is uh magic oh yes 
Now, Magic with Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, yes. And it's a puppet, not a there clown, the, but it, that puppet scared the hell out of me as a kid. Yeah. Still does. Yeah, it's great. Uh, his name's in the, uh, his name, the puppet's name is Fats. I didn't remember that. Has, he has kind of a clownish look about him. Yes. And the voice, like he talks like this, like that Coney Island ease kind of voice. I, that voice was in my head when I wrote the, the character Carney, when he speaks in my protagonist's head. He kind of has that. Come on, guys. You know, let's uh, let's put on a show. You know, like this kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, because he in the prologue, you first see Carney. My prologue begins when the, the in 1928 when the carnival burns down and it, it describes what happens, and then you, you you know so right up out of the gate you get to experience Carney, and then it it fast forwards to the present moment where Carney then starts to come back. Mm-hmm. And then I get into some of the, you know, the history of Carney and where he came from. And I really had a good time exploring the the evil clown genre. Now, did you do any research when it came to the history, not only of Burlington Island, but of where you think Carney came from? Like, how did you research your character? Well, uh, I mean, really kind of beginning. And I I didn't go in too much into depths of depth with this, although I probably could have, and maybe in a future book I will. But Carney, the original Carney dates back to the uh, Italian Renaissance. Interesting. A, a court jester who uh, gets uh, hung on the gallows because of something that happens, and, and they, they carve a, a Glasgow grin, you know, the, the grin on his face, like in The Joker. Yes. And uh, he vows... Like he curses and vows to get vengeance, which kind of comes from, you know, when I was a kid, my dad was a big uh, fan of Italian opera, which I am too. I've seen quite a few. Uh, And we used to always listen to this record of uh, Rigoletto, which is about a court jester who uh, goes on like a a revenge, like a curse. He curses the, the court. This is what happens with his daughter. It's a whole story, but I kind of used that plot in my uh, in my original Carney, and then but I did some exploration into the sad clown, like the tragic clown, mm-hmm. um, the the Polish painting uh, Stanzek, I think is how it's pronounced, which is the beautiful painting of the sad clown. Kind of was the start, I believe, of that art movement where you would see even in a silly way, like thrifts, like you see thrift store paintings of the yes. sad clown now, you know, like it became a thing. But I really think I, you know, we can get into like the fear of clowns. I definitely have a bit of a fear of clowns. And so that was fun <laughs> exploring that too. Yeah. I wanted to talk about that because I have no fear of clowns and I know a lot okay. of people do have that fear and I'm not sure why. What, so what is it do you think that personally might scare you? And why do you think other people are frightened? Well, you tell me, James, you would not be frightened if you were driving on a lonely Bucks County uh, misty road in the middle of the night and you saw a clown standing by the side of the road holding balloons. That wouldn't freak you out a little bit? In, n- no, I would think it's odd. Um, <laughs> okay. I think anybody standing <laughs> on the side of the road. Going. Yeah, no, it's a good image. And I definitely think so. 
I'm in a car. And unless right. that guy can get, I look in my rearview mirror and he's in my back seat. Okay, I'm scared. But right. uh, I would just think in Bucks County, <laughs> probably just some guy like who's having a good night. But um, okay. I. Well, I'll t- yeah, I'll tell you what. The first thing that the first scary clown encounter I had was uh, a very long time ago. I was probably like, I don't know, seven, six or seven years old. And every summer, like a lot of people near where we live, we would spend the summer down the shore. Yep. And we always went to Long Beach Island. You you went to Wildwood, right? That That's correct. Beach. And uh, we would always rent a house for the week. And like a lot of kids love to do, we would love to stay up late and listen to my parents. Uh, and and they we had some relatives visiting too. And sit around, they would sit around the, the table at night after we were supposed to be in bed and they would be, you know, having their drinks and telling stories. And my dad, it's probably where I get it as a writer. My dad was an incredible storyteller and he, and he was an incredible embellisher. And he told a story. Now, I think he was telling the story about the uh, Italian tenor uh, Enrico Caruso, Mm -hmm. who famously played Pagliacci, the, the tragic clown in the opera, you know, Ridi Pagliaccio, you know, that yes. aria. And Caruso died on, either on stage or in the wings of during a performance, apparently. And his throat ruptured. He was taking a, like, ether or something. Anyway, he died, he was for, to treat his voice and it, it killed him. But my father told the story. Now, this is just how I interpret it. I don't mean to go on and on about the story. But what I heard my father say is a clown exploded on stage. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So the exploding clown became something of my nightmares. Mm -hmm. And I think my sister, my older sister, who knew how I was scared of the clown would like, Oh, the exploding clown is coming. You know, like yeah. there actually is a James, a James Bond movie with an exploding clown. Cause I did a, uh, I did a Google search about that and found a, a clip. So that was my first uh, scary clown encounter, but I've always loved clowns and I've, I've dressed as a clown before for, for things and uh, for Halloween, of course, but I find uh clowning really kind of fun, but yeah, I do I do find clowns scary. And I think it's that because they wear masks, you know, like they, they hide their face. That that can be scary. There's a theme. The theme is that clowns and the puppet that you talked about in Magic, these are supposed to be things that bring children joy. Yes. And the idea that something as innocent as those things can be terrifying, I think that's where it comes from, is that there's mm-hmm. something that should be comforting is the opposite. Exactly. And a lot of children are scared of clowns. I mean, this is going back. You might not remember this, but there used to be, I think maybe they still have a, a Jack in a Box. They still have that restaurant. Yeah. Like it's Oh, the restaurant? restaurant? Yes. Jack in the Box. I don't, there's none around here that I know of. None around here. Well, they used to have, it was like when you would go through the drive-through, a, a Jack in the Box would like come out of a box and say, may I take your order? Oh it was my like God. A, <laughs> Now I never made, and I don't. I never saw that, but there was a TV commercial when I was a li- really small kid around the time of the exploding clown, where that 
Jack in the box would be like, can I take your order? That scared the crap out of me. So, uh, yeah, maybe it's just the, also Jack in the box is kind of a scary toy. If you think it's meant to build that suspense, right. And then that suspense and you don't know when it's going to pop. Well, you kind of do from the song, but sometimes you don't, it's not exactly on beat, you know? Exactly. And you don't know when that clown's going to pop out, but I, I did make a list of some, uh, creepy clowns and famous creepy clowns. If you want to hear what I came up with, and then maybe you can add to it. Yeah, I have a list as well. So let's switch okay. back and forth and see what we got. Well, you can start. Okay. Well, this is in no particular order, but right off the bat, I have Pennywise and I don't know about you. I like the new movie. I didn't see the second one, but I like the new movie. And I thought, uh, What's the actor's name? Bill Skarsgård was the, it's the new, new one. one. And the old one is, I keep saying, thinking Tim, is it Tim? Tim Curry. Yeah, Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. Yeah. Yes. And he, I think, even though Bill Skarsgård did a good job, and I thought the makeup and everything they did was also really good. There's something about Tim Curry as Pennywise that you can't quite beat. And I think it's because he's, as an actor, Tim Curry is really good at being scary and seductive at the same time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So of course we both saw the the original it was a television production. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they could go too far, but you're right. Tim Curry as Pennywise was even very frightening in that show. Yes. Even though it was made for TV. However, I will say that to produce, the show itself is pretty bad. Like I've recently I revisited. I haven't watched it. Oh yeah. Um, you got John Boy Walton in it, which is kind of fun. I know. Uh, but and, uh, what's his name from Three's Company? Jack Ritter. Yeah. Jack Ritter. Yeah. And then you also have the dude I think that was in the court show. What was that? Uh, Night Court. I think is in okay. it. Okay. And Olivia Hussey. There are a lot of people in that. Yeah, and it's not awful. But it's made for television, and you can tell. Then the new one, you should see both parts because it's very good. Um, I do have to see. I thought the new one was excellent, and I thought the the Pennywise was great. And it's just a different interpretation. I still think Tim Curry. Imagine Tim Curry in a new one would even be that would be too much. I think too much scary. Yeah, too much. Yeah, so Pennywise, and, and also the book, which I, I have not read that book since I, the first time I read it, which it was like in high school. That's such a long book. I read it when the new It movie came out and really enjoyed it. And it has a, that really bizarre ending uh, with the kids, right. I guess, all having sex with uh, the girl. Yeah. Very yeah. strange. Very strange. Um. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you my clown, my next, and okay. I don't know if you have this on the list. Tell me if you do, but the poltergeist clown. Oh, I don't have that on my list. So That's I was probably so 13 good. when that movie came out. That movie is one of my favorites. But that I could see where that movie probably was one of your favorites. Yeah, I love that movie to death. And the clown, to me, if there's a scary clown, that one is extremely scary. And the fact yeah. that it goes after the kid, uh, its arms extend, that's... And it's just a really good design. It's a puppet-like type clown. And uh, yeah, that would be on the top for me as far as besides like Pennywise as the scary clowns in pop culture. Oh, that's a good one. I I have to rewatch that. I I 
I saw that that movie was on TV, like on one of my streaming services, and I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta watch that again. That's a good one. Okay, well, here's one. Uh, a really scary real life clown is John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, he's on my list. Yep. Yeah, because he was a notorious serial killer, which I'm sure everyone's heard of. But he also was a clown for children's parties. Is that what it was? Yes. Which to me is this is sick. And he has a paint. He painted. They executed him, didn't they? I think that's correct. But he was a painter, an amateur painter who would paint clowns and people actually bought his artwork while he was in prison or something. I don't know. It, it's a really, that's, that's one of those stories that's a little too scary to even go into. Like I, I haven't read too much about it because it freaks me out a bit. Yeah. So, you know, he was at first seen as a model citizen because he would pose as a clown for kids parties. And so mm. without the underlying serial killer part, you might have just thought he was this nice neighbor who liked to do this for kids. Uh, it's it's that idea that he did this, and he was also a serial killer that just puts it on a whole nother level of frightening when it comes to clowns. Level. Yeah, yeah, and I think even Jimmy Savile kind of had a, a clown personality in a way. You know, the uh, I didn't realize until talking to one of my friends who's English how, what a huge person like a personality and a big star he was in the UK mm-hmm. and uh, he has a clownish kind of had a clownish persona too where it's like oh I'm gonna be around little kids and then when you know the truth about him it's like oh god yeah now how about the Joker is the Joker on your list yes the Joker is on my list and even going back when I was a kid watching the uh, Cesar Romero is mm-hmm. that who it was that's who it was in the, in the original Batman Yep, Batman 66. But I also loved him. So let's go through real quick. So we have Cesar Romero, who I, Mm -hmm. again, he's my original Joker. He actually would not shave his mustache. So if you watch those old things, he's got the white paint over his mustache, which is just hilarious. Yeah, because it was part of his his thing, you know, his look. But that was a really, like, an odd thing for him to play, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't really like a comic. Well, there's yeah, Burgess to, Meredith is the a lot of big names who played uh, those characters like the Burgess Meredith. They were like big name actors who came in and did this campy Batman show. And how great is it? So next would be Jack Nicholson as the Joker, which I did not yeah. like. No, why not? One, he's Jack Nicholson being Jack Nicholson, which he's done for years at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um. I really don't think he was scary or threatening. I just thought it was, oh, there's Jack Nicholson in Joker makeup. He's my least favorite. Yeah, I know what you mean. He was being very Jack Nicholson. It's like he's doing that grin, and you're yeah. like, okay, we've, we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Then we have Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Very, everyone loves it. Now, he also won an Oscar, I believe, for that role as the Joker. Post? Yes. Yeah. Um. So after he died, yeah. But, I, but you know what? I, I think I do think his performance and that is really excellent, but it's not I don't really love the movie. I, I thought it was really boring, actually. Yeah, I liked him in it. And I did feel like if it wasn't for him, the movie would have been pretty. And, and it's it's definitely debatable. I'm not going to argue about it, but I agree with you. I think it was a pretty slow movie without him. It would have been even slow, worse. Yes. Uh, after that, um, 
Phoenix. Yeah, there is someone else that nobody likes. I think it was. Uh, oh, Jared. Yeah, Jared Leto. Jared, Jared Leto. Yes. Yeah, no one likes him. No one accepts that. No one likes him. <laughs> Jared, if you're listening. Yeah. We're sorry. But I, I never watched any of those superhero movies. But Joaquin, I thought, was probably, along with Heath Ledger, yeah. I, th- I think I loved that movie of Joker with jo- I uh, Joaquin. I love that too. And I love Joaquin. I mean, I want to see him as Napoleon. I hear it's not that good, but I will go see uh, it because go, he's in I'm it. I'm going to go in and, and I'm going to go in cold with that one. Uh, but I, I can't wait to see it. But Joker, the movie, I, I saw that movie by myself on like a Monday. Was it during COVID? I think it, it probably was. was. And I was the only one in the movie theater. It was a very surreal experience, but I, I went out of there just mesmerized by not only his performance, but the movie in itself is a, is incredible. Yeah. And he, he's so good. And I think he kind of opened it like, or, I'd say close the door on that character. I can't imagine anyone reinterpreting the Joker after after that, can you? But I think that's what's wonderful about clowns is that there are so many different ways you can interpret a clown, an evil clown <laughs> or a scary clown or a villainous clown. And I think it's because of that makeup, like you said earlier, that they have this mask that that you can apply so many different things to that kind of character. Yeah. And a couple other clowns on my list, if you want to keep going. Yeah, sure. Uh, Bozo the Clown, which <laughs> um, <laughs> was kind of cr- like creepy. I, d- I didn't really like Bozo when I was a kid. And then Krusty the Clown, which is kind of was from South Park, wasn't it? No, he's Krusty the Simpsons. The oh, the Simpsons. That's right. That was kind of a spoof on Bozo, don't you think? That is a spoof on Bozo. If we're talking about and- funny clowns, there's the killer clowns from outer space. Right, right. Uh, that's a horror movie, but it's really ridiculous. But I like the look of those clowns. They are creepy. Mm-hmm. There's isn't. Would you consider uh, the jigsaw kind of a clown? I I don't know. Are you talking about that puppet thing with the white? Yeah, in Saw. Yeah, it's in Saw. I guess you can say that. I never thought of it that way, but I, I, you can interpret it that way. Ronald McDonald is kind of creepy. Yeah. I have him on my list. He is. Were, were you taken to Ronald, like the McDonald's when you were a kid and go into the balls and like all that stuff? Uh, when I was a kid, I don't remember too much. They had some places had those play parks. I don't know if they had ball parks, pits yeah. when I was a kid. I remember the one in Ben Salem had like this Hamburglar giant oh, right. metal thing you could climb up in. Um. Was that is Hamburglar Burger King? No, no, he's McDonald's. Oh, he's McDonald's. Okay. Yeah, not Ham. There was Mayor McCheese. He's from oh, McDonald's. Mayor That's Mayor the Mayor. thing I'm thinking of. <laughs> was Mayor? I remember one time that there was in Doylestown the McDonald's. There was like a flag at half staff, and my friend was like, Did "Mayor McCheese die," <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny. That's hilarious. I again, uh, I never was yeah. frightened by Ronald. I think. Clowns are just weird. Like I think I'm not, I'm not frightened by them, but I do. I'm not interested in them as even in the the. Like I like scary clowns. I will watch them. I will read them. They don't scare me, but mm-hmm. I'm more interested in a twisted clown than 
the, the bozo clown or the Ronald clown. Like to me, they're just silly. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. As a kid, they didn't interest me. Now there are well, some, uh, the, um, Captain Spaulding. Oh, is, right. Yes. I forgot Captain Spaulding. Yeah. He's from, uh, what is it, house of a thousand corpses or something? It's, yeah. Uh, there's the whole, uh, Rob Zombie Rob, stuff. Rob Zombie. I, I didn't. And I that's, that's Sid Haig, I think. Who plays yes. Captain Spaulding. Yeah, in a really gross carnival kind of... I'm not a big fan of those films. I find them really kind of skeevy. Yeah. I, you know, I can see why people do kind of get into them now. But that, those kind of re, that reminds me of my next on my list as the Insane cl- Clown Posse. <laughs> oh, yeah, the band. Rock band. And the... Um, what are their fans called? I don't know. Juggaloos or something. Maybe. But yeah, people dress up as, and it's like a heavy metal band, I think, isn't it? Like I always thought they were sort of, let me see here, like rapish sort of, but I could be oh, wrong. Oh, okay. Clown, posse. Uh, it's a hip hop duo. Yeah. So. Oh, hip hop. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can imagine going to one of those concerts would be pretty bizarre. Yeah. It's called hardcore hip hop. So, ah, sort of okay. yeah. Well, that makes sense because when they came around, there were a lot of bands like that. Yes. Uh, let's see. What else do I have? So I had my uh, Pagliacci, the exploding clown I already mentioned. That's, that's not a scary clown. That's more of a uh, sad clown. And, oh, killer clowns from outer space. You already mentioned yeah. that. Oh, and then there's um, Adam Caesar's book, Clown in a Cornfield. Did you read that? No. A new book. He has a, a character called Friendo the Clown, and I have his second book. I haven't read it yet, but I, I want to. And then I think he's got a third one. So it's like that's a, that's about an evil clown character. Twisty the clown, oh, yeah. but it says that he was abandoned by a circus and accused of rape. Oh yeah, they oh, have. God. <laughs> I know Billy the puppet is is they have him listed as a pup, uh, clown as well from Saul from American Horror Story. That's where Twisty's from. Oh, there's okay. another because one from a game. They have that, a circus season, which I have not watched yet. Yeah, that's that's it. That's a really good show. I don't know why I have, I'm so. I'm the same. I'm so behind in it, and I just <laughs> I don't. I guess it's because at this point there's so many, and I get over. I get overcome. I know. I get overwhelmed too. Yeah, Twisted Metal is the name of the game, and the, even like if you see the the cover art, it's a clown, mm-hmm. and his name is Sweet Tooth. Oh, okay. He's a killer clown that drives a combat ice cream truck. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like there's so many more that we're missing. But what is the word for fear of clown? It's not clown. clown It's not clown phobia. Cholerophobia. Yeah, it's C-O-U-L-R-O phobia. So cholerophobia. Cholerophobia. It's kind of hard to say. Yeah, it is. So it is. It is a thing. But there, I think, a few years ago, and it turned out it was just like some publicity stunt. But there were internet sightings of a clown, like a clown on the side of the road, kind of like what I was talking about before. And there was this whole like viral thing about it. Like what? What was it? Like the killer clown. And it turned out, like I said, to be a publicity stunt. Someone was like. Um, advertising a movie or something but uh yeah i think clowns are unnerving maybe more than scary depends on the clown i guess there was an article 
from Scientific American about this fear. And uh, mm-hmm. here's some reasons people have these fears we can discuss. And here, as a writer, pick one of these fears. Maybe you want to do a little experiment and write maybe a short story or a paragraph exploring this fear. Uh, because what you want to do is have your readers uh, associate with these kind of fears and why that would help scare them. Yes. So number one is an eerie or unsettling feeling due to clowns makeups, which you brought this up, making them look not quite human. Uh, This is also similar to dolls or mannequins. Mm -hmm. The clowns have exaggerated facial features and that conveys a direct sense sense of threat. So that's coming from just our origins, our, our, our evolution, extreme facial features we will see as a threat. I think especially kids. And also to add, there's something uh, very disconcerting about a painted on smile and then really scary looking eye, like dead eyes, which yep. uh, Tim Curry did so well, like in, uh, in it, like his eyes, he would do that dead stare. That's right. So there's also this idea. It's kind of the opposite of the exaggerated features, but clown makeup hides emotional signals, the stuff that we look Mm. for, and it creates uncertainty, which I agree. That's like when you see it, you're like, uh, and just like you said, there's this smile, but it's not real. So we're uncertain what's really going on behind this mask. Right. The color of clown makeup reminds us of death infection oh. or blood injury and evokes disgust or avoidance. <laughs> well, especially when someone has like clown white on their face, it makes their teeth look really yellow. Yes. In comparison, like mimes look like creepy like that to me. I agree. When not, it, like a mime is, is, is a clown type. Yeah. And we find it unsettling. I think when we see awful teeth, I think that, <laughs> You know, I guess there's two ways. If teeth are really perfect with the clown, that would probably be a little unsettling. But then either sharp or yellow teeth is unsettling. Yeah. I don't like, like when I see movie stars that their teeth are too perfect, I Mm -hmm. find that really unsettling too. (laughs) Right. So clowns have unpredictable behavior and that makes Mm -hmm. us uncomfortable. So you never know what they're going to do. I think this is definitely with children because... Mm -hmm a clown does something and it freaks them out, you know, because they weren't expecting it. Yeah. And there's also like a clown joke can be a little mean, like the, the sporting. Yeah. Uh, the flower nation. Yeah. Another yeah. clown uh, that, I, that I absolutely love, it would be like Harpo Marx, you know, like, yeah. a, uh, like a clown, like a lovable clown, right. Sweet clown. But he also had jokes and tricks. Mm-hmm. Un- unpredictable stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Fear of clowns, I think this might be you, but not um, intentional. But fear of clowns has been learned from family members. Mm. So uh-huh. I think you interpret it something. As the yeah. <laughs> you got to uh, admit, it's, it's a really good image. I think this one's actually, the next one will be very common because the negative portrayals of clowns in pop culture make people afraid. I think that's more common now because there's so many scary clowns that people just are, you know, brought up in this scary clown world. Yes. Like has the scary clown eclipsed the child, you know, wonderful clown. Like people would 
would hire a clown for like a kid's birthday party, let's say back in the 50s or the 60s, would they do that now, knowing what we know about clowns? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. I would like to see the numbers on that. I bet there's I hardly too. any people hiring a clown for their party. Like, would you hire a no. for your son's birthday party? No, never. That's, that <laughs> seems like child abuse. <laughs> and here's why. The last reason why people would say that they were afraid of clowns is because of a frightening experience with a clown. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so having a clown at your party is probably going to more than likely scare your kid for the rest of his life when it comes to clowns. Scar them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have any, like, any other, like, not scary clowns that we can think of? I don't know. I mentioned Harpo, but I mean, he wasn't a clown in that he had the clown paint, but he's a clown character, a clowning. I knew somebody who was a, who went to clown school. I did too. I don't remember his name, but when I was in college, he was, he had come from clown school. Mm -hmm. Like that was always an option, like join the army or go to clown school. I don't know if that was an option. I mean, your, your (laughs) circle of friends, apparently, but. (laughs) I never heard that as an option. (laughs) Son, (laughs) you could go to college. Yeah. I mean, maybe as a threat, if you don't do well in school, you're going to end up in clown college. (laughs) Like you could go to, uh, go to college, join the military, or go to clown school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, did you ever go to the circus? Um, I went, I used to, Joe and I used to go to Ringland Brothers every year when we lived in New York. And it was, it became a bit of a, you know, tradition. And we would watch the, when they would bring the animals into Madison Square Garden, like the clown cars and stuff. That was pretty cool. I don't but, remember uh, going to carnivals or, or, well, I mean, I do have a carnival story. So in Ben Salem, okay. they used to have this every year. I don't know if it's still there, but at parks where it's called parks, but it used to be like Philadelphia mm-hmm. racetrack and Keystone racetrack before that. And they would have a carnival every year. Now, when I was probably 18, I was dating uh, this girl who we had broken up and uh, she was there. I don't remember, but. The bottom line is I nearly got a whole bunch of carnies beating me up because she was seeing this carny oh, and gosh. I was a hothead and I went in there looking for her. She's hanging mm-hmm. out with these carnies and then like they all hopped over their little booths and, and then surrounded me. And I was like, all right, I'm either going to get beat up by carnies or I'll just leave. Oh my God. I'm sorry to laugh. No, it's it was an awful time in my life. I was like not even living at home. I don't know where I was living. Uh, so you just said, okay, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. It was it was insane. Um, and then I remember I walked out to the parking lot and I punched my hand through my windshield of my car. I oh Jesus! I know I broke my hand. I broke my windshield. It cost me a lot of money. Uh, yeah, it was a it was not a good night. And that's my corny. Have you ever written a short story about that? No, I haven't. Uh, It's very painful. That is uh, painful, but I mean, it was a long time ago. But hey, you—that's a—that's a a good story. Yeah, I might, I might someday uh, address that. So that is the one. Now, the same girl used to hang out in Wildwood. Now, in Wildwood, they have this weird clown who is in the dunk tank that Ah. he would insult you. 
And he was like sort of this celebrity in this seedy underworld of Wildwood, New Jersey, of the people mm. who worked on the boardwalk. You know, yeah. So these people worked on the board, boardwalk, and there's, I forget what his some, name there's was. There's some rough, rough trade among carnies. Yeah, and so this and was another guy. Said, don't don't date the carnies. Like, don't be with yeah. the carnies. Yeah, my ex girlfriend never knew that she didn't have a good mom. <laughs> but uh, she didn't date Sorry, the clown, but she was friends with the clown. Right. And right. he was a scary guy too. Um. But where, oh, sorry, so I never went to, I, besides that, I never really went to like Ringling Brothers or anything. And I think this might have something to do with Elephant Man and David Lynch. Oh, yeah. Because that came out That's, and I was, I was 10 when that came dark, out. A dark. Portrayal story. of that type of world. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think there is, I mean, I definitely get into that in my book. And there is a scene where one of my characters, uh, my main character gets speed up. So, yeah. But uh, I, I do kind of get suing. into that, that that underground, that world. Uh, uh, the, it's seedy, you know, and I think a lot of, of great movies have captured that, too. Like a, a really good film is Trapeze. Have you ever seen that with uh, yeah. Tony Curtis? And uh, it's based on uh, a lot of what this actor, uh, Burt Lancaster, sorry. Burt Lancaster worked as a carnival and so did uh, Carrie Grant. They were like a trapeze artist or high wire artist. They were part of that world and then they became movie stars. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good movie. There, there is a clown in it, his character, uh, but he's more of on the periphery. But it, that gets into like the, the seediness of, and the romanticism in a way of, of that world. But it it's not... I guess it's a bit of a cliche to have the underworld, uh, the, the circus underworld, but you know, it's always fun to explore this, this stuff. I mean, from my I mean, experience, it's, the it's, circus is different from a carnival, but you know, they're related. Yeah. And I, I, they are related. And I definitely think from my experience, they are, it is a very scary, dark world. These people have, at least in my experience, these people really didn't have any roots. Uh, they were mm-hmm. just able to, these, go from city to city. You felt like they didn't have to answer to like local law. Like it was just yeah. uh, this, these people who could come and, and beat you up and be gone tomorrow. Yeah. And there was, there was that sense of lawlessness because, Hey, you know, they rolled out and uh, you know, how are you going to find them? Yeah, exactly. There were, yeah. There was kind of always that even the one carnival that we went to every year when I was a kid and, Living in the country, the whole summer would be spent anticipating going to the Midway Carnival in Buckingham. Do you remember that one, James? Not really. It was a really small town carnival, and I'm I'm really sad that they they don't do it anymore because it went on like my entire from the time I was a kid. But I remember we would walk there, and it'd be like at night with all our cousins, and it was a mile down the road, but it seemed like it took forever to get there. And we'd be saving up our pennies all summer and digging into my father's the seat cushion in his car to get some pennies and nickels and stuff. And it was really an old fashioned car- like farm carnival. Like, you know, when they have the uh, wheels of chance, you know, the roulette yes. wheels or whatever, you wouldn't win a stuffed animal. You'd win like, you know, a side of beef or, or bacon or something, you know? Uh, and they would have, it was like a four H kind of thing. They would have square dancing, and this kind of stuff. It doesn't really have anything to do with uh, clowns, but just the, I, 
I remember kind of behind the scenes, like going behind the booths and seeing men in the parking lot like doing illegal games and stuff. You know, like uh, games of chance. Yeah. Games, well, like gambling. And it, 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 there was kind of a seediness that, and they would have the, uh, the, the rides would come in and they would have like the, uh, Real, the, all the classic ones, like the strong man, you know, hit the the weight, and uh, but they would always have a, a spook house. Yeah, and of course that was always my favorite. And I just, I loved, I loved the old Dorney Park because it's before it burned down. It still had that old. What's well, like what you talked about your in, in um in bookworm? Sorry, my dog was barking. Uh, about the old Dracula Castle. Yes. That kind of like behind the scenes of the ride is when there's a lot of all the good stuff is happening. I think for as far as fiction is concerned, like that would be a good writing project. You know, going back to writing prompt is to write about a carnival behind the scenes. Yeah. I think the other carnival, and I don't know since you're, you're talking Buckingham, which is more upper bucks, but lower bucks had, and I don't know if they still do, but it was huge. It was the St. Michael's carnival. Oh yeah, that's Levittown. Yep, and and we have one in Bristol too. That's yeah. really small because it's just on like a, in a parking lot. Like yes, a very small parking lot. Yeah, that's like St. Michael's, but that was something every year I knew about and would sometimes go to. But yeah. for some reason, I always felt that I was a magnet for the behind the scenes of those places. Like I never um, felt like I could enjoy them. Oh, well, that's terrible. There's yeah. always some creep wanting to get into a fight. Yeah, there's always something like that happening. Um, well, I think that, you know, you were probably walking around with a cute girl with with the teddy bear. Probably. I don't then, know about that. But <laughs> I no, he, the, the real reason is for some reason I have a face that people want to hit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I'm sorry. It's, I always had the same problem. I think it's just, you know, if, if you have a bit of an alpha, you know, going someone wants to knock you down yeah but it's not like i I don't i don't feel i'm an alpha personally but my face i don't normally so here's a good uh explanation so one years and years ago there was a um billiard hall in pendel called the rack room i don't know if you know that do you know where the denny's is the denny's on route one there oh yeah yeah right next to it was a uh pool hall and I would go there a lot. And my friend Paul and I were there. And I'm just waiting for my turn. And Paul's like, you look so effing angry right now. And I'm like, I'm having a great time. And he couldn't stop laughing. Because he's saying, hmm. you're standing there. We're holding the pool cue. And you look like you're ready to kill someone. And that's oh. just my, they, like they say, resting bitch face. I have this resting murder face, I guess. <laughs> and Wow. I never thought that about you, honestly. But okay. Yeah, but I'm saying that's because... We're usually talking like if you just were walking by me, I might make like and you didn't know me. That's what I'm mm. guessing is what people think. I may be pissed at them or something. I don't know. OK, but that yeah, was like. And I don't know if that's now that was me face. back. Really funny. I mean, that was me back in my late teens, early 20s. That's yeah. not me now. So I'm, that's probably why, you know, I'm not that. So you're young tall. Man. I think, you know, I mean, the same things happened to Joe, I think. He said, you know, when he was in college, everybody wanted to beat him up. Yeah. I didn't know why. Yeah. But I hope people will read my book. I will. <laughs> I, I, get, I always get the hard copies of your book. I don't like 
Oh, um, the soft, yeah. yeah. Well, the Kindles, I, I mean. It feels good to to finish a book and, and kind of clear the deck for the next project. I wrote a short, well, I, I polished up a short story this week. And uh, I'm working on another Wattpad story that's just kind of like a palate cleanse or something fun and low pressure. I'm working on something. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but when oh, it, okay. there's a deadline. And when the deadline passes, and I'll, I'll bring it up to the audience, but um, I'm. Oh, v- you're, you're submitting? Yeah, something? I'm submitting something. Uh, and, and I'm submitting it. If you're listening and you are nervous about submitting, I'm submitting it with the. 100% chance I'm probably not going to get picked, but I want to do it because it's a challenge to submit and have a deadline and get something complete. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens after that is out of my control, so I'm not going to stress over that. But I do find that I have a barrier, like a, not a writer's block, because I, I, everything keeps running in my head. I know what I want to write, but there is a fear, and it's like I am finding myself doing anything else but writing a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I am excited about that. And then I'm finishing, and I don't know, I do not like this book, The uh, Ghost Story by Peter Straub. Oh, really? I am not liking it. And I'm going to do a YouTube. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm going to do <laughs> okay. a YouTube review when I'm done. But I really, really what are you finding? It's, so it's slow. It's slow, yeah. It's super slow. It goes. It's, atmos- it's more atmospheric. Yeah, there are moments. I would say. I mean, it's not. It's not a poorly written book. No, you know, not it's at all. it's definitely atmospheric, like you said. But I don't feel connected to anyone, any one character. Um, mm. There's so many different characters. There's the whole Chowder Society with all the old men. Yeah. Then you have the kids. Then you have the women, and it's just to me, it's just jumping all over the place. And I love the section when he goes back when he's a college professor and his um he has a relationship with the woman who Yeah, the woman who's kind of whatever they are. Goes, That's the other thing. I'm almost yeah. done. I'm not sure what's going on. Um it is a good section. The but then he's good. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch the movie too and compare that, but it yeah. it goes from that that character's name is Don Wanderly, I think. Don, right? Yeah. And Don, great section, but then we jump and we're now talking about Lewis and we're on Lewis for a while. Yes. And then we jump and I we're know, talking about Peter and we're from Peter for a while. And it's like, come on. I'm really not enjoying it. So oh, uh sorry. But at least you're at least you read it. I'm almost done. It's taken forever done. because when I'm into a book, man, I can't I devour it. But when I'm not, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, all right, I gotta pick it up and yeah, yeah, but I do love that book, and I think what I love about it is the atmosphere and the the the, ch- the winter chilly quality. But it's not it's not like a page turner. No, and I I think you're right when it comes to the atmosphere. If they were if he would have condensed it, I would have enjoyed it more. I just feel like there are wonderful moments of that, like that what you're talking about. But it's not enough for me um, because there's there's big gaps between those moments. Yes. And I do agree that I I have problems with books that switch point of view if I'm really connecting to one character. Mm-hmm. And then the point of view changes into a character I'm less interested, which I know Ghost Story does that. I, I find that like disappointing. I'm like, oh, I don't want I don't like that. I want to go back to the character mm-hmm. I'm with. Right. I always think that, 
I mean, I've never, I've never done that head hopping in any of my books. I always have like one central character that protagonist, like I, I, I use that really classic structure. I'm comfortable writing that way and I'm comfortable reading that way. I don't want to have to fight to figure out where I am in a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though I like ghost story. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, um, it's annoying when you have to then go with another character and you're like, well, I don't like this character so much. Yeah. I have, yeah. To, I have to take that back. I did head hop with my book code red. I'd had a couple two main protagonists, I guess you could say, but, or like two main point of views, but then they converge into one. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a long enough episode. Sure. And we great, will be great chatting. I'm, ex- I'm like intrigued about your short story and I would love to hear more about it. Well, I might give it to you to read before I submit it. Um, oh, I would definitely do it's, that. In a yeah. Always. It can't be more than 4,000 words. So it's not a long read. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sure. I'd but, be happy to. Yeah. It's due, would, the due date's December 10th. So I got to get, um, keep, I'm, I'm already like kind of got the draft. I'm just going through and editing it and adding stuff and we'll see where it goes. Yep. So, all right. Well, until next week, uh, keep writing and definitely, and we have some, like there's some prompts, uh, do the prompt about the behind the scenes of a carnival or a circus and also try to make maybe just do a, a short story with a clown in it and see if you can yeah. scare yourself writing it <laughs> all right and okay. december 1st carney will be available i will put those links in the show notes when i post this okay all right thank you thank you Till we'll next be back time. next week all right bye thank you for tuning in to the bookworms horror podcast All our links are in the show notes. We'll be back next week with a new episode.